Hey. Hello. Welcome to Relatable Rambles. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Happy Halloween. Yeah, we're doing things a little bit different today. Mandy and I aren't in the same room. We're on Zoom right now. I mean, we're not we're in this, not even in the same place. So it's not that we're even... Not the same city, not anything. <laughs> correct. Correct. But um, with uh, busy schedules, this is what worked this week. So um, we... Yeah, we're just going to catch up, and then, so, obviously we're on Zoom, but we also had a guest this week, but I pre-recorded the guest yesterday, October 30th, but today was Halloween. <laughs> so, uh, happy Halloween, you're going to hear it. I to hear what he has to say. Um, are you going to actually listen to it? I will, yeah. Wow, Okay. It when was, I don't know what it is, yeah, I'm gonna listen. Okay, all right. Well, that's good because yeah, I don't think you've listened to any of the other ones, have you? I have not. Well, not since the very beginning. Right when we were forced to listen to ourselves. <laughs> to make sure that we didn't sound <laughs> stupid, even though we did a little or bit. Or just to make sure that it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, how was uh work today? It being Halloween. It was good. Um. It was very busy, um, but they're all so cute, you know, in their little costumes. Oh, were there any creative costumes? No, I mean, I feel like they don't change a whole lot from year to year. Yeah. And they've, for a while now, they've been pretty, like, stagnant princesses, um, superheroes. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, yeah. I had, a, I had a Dalmatian today. So it was cute. super cute. <laughs> um a princess it looked like kind of looked like an Elsa dress yeah but it was like this beautiful pink color oh. and it had just rhinds it was so pretty um what else transformer little oh bumblebee transformer oh, cute cute um uh Kion do you know who Kion is is that like a like an the anim- lion guard so I believe it's Simba's child I oh. think Simba, Simba and Nala's child Oh, maybe. Oh, I've never maybe. heard of that. I thought I was. I thought I this was like, like an anime Disney, character or something. I, I think it's like a Disney Junior show or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've never seen it, but I have heard about it from from kids. Uh, and yeah. I want to say that um, it's Simba's kid. Okay. okay. Um, that was really cute. He had this big giant lion head on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else was there? Oh my gosh! One of the other kids in another class was a dinosaur. Aww. This was. The most amazing dinosaur costume I've ever seen. Really? The head, seriously, it was like as big as his entire body. It it was, I, I can't even describe it. It was, but it was really cool. Wow. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. And um, what are you dressed as today? I'm a cowgirl. It's <laughs> <laughs> very I had cute. To go for the, I knew it was going to be kind of warm, so I didn't want to yeah. wear one. I'm like, my, I was going to wear my, uh, my bear onesie. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I thought I'm going to get way too warm. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yep, I went with my boots and my hat. Oh, that's an easy one. Cowgirl is perfect. Did they, well, did so they, did the kids... All closed from my closet, I mean. Yeah. Did the kids know what you were? Did they know oh, right yeah. away? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Are you a cowgirl? <laughs> a cow cowboy? Are you a cowboy? <laughs> yes, accurate. I like it. Yep. <laughs> sure, that works. Cowboy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. My boss was a pirate and she looked amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
And then you're doing like Halloween stuff with the fam tonight, right? Yes. Fun. Yep. Handing out. Are you doing anything exciting? No, counting down the days until tomorrow's time for Christmas. Um, do you get trick-or-treaters at your house? Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because, so this is what I do. I turn off Are you all, a my, all the lights. Yeah, and, I turn off all like, my lights. And oh my goodness. If I could, I would put a note on the door saying, go away. Because Okay, I have three dogs. Oh. Your dogs, I get it. And if someone keeps ringing the doorbell or knocking on the door, they are going to lose their shit the whole time. I get it. Flies the same way. And but even just walking by, the kids walking by, he'll. Yeah, exactly. So I just. So I get. That's what. Yeah. So I understand. Do you put out a bowl of candy? No. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Again, go away. Uh, I'll put a note that says we only do Christmas in this house. (laughs) I have like I have the pumpkins that we painted, but it's all inside. You know, I just don't I don't want to invite trick or treaters to think, well, maybe they're home. Maybe, maybe no, we're not. You didn't even put your pumpkins out on your little porch. No, because there's like hoodlums that are gonna potentially steal them and throw them on the ground. Oh my goodness! Not that I don't—I don't think there's those kind of people in my neighborhood, but you never know. I don't know. Teenagers you never know. Do, All right, fair enough. Do mean stuff, but um, anyways. So yeah, today is um our uh, our guest, and it is my dad. Dennis. <laughs> yep. So uh, hopefully everybody enjoys a conversation with him. I thought it was—I have no doubt. I thought it was kind of funny. Not that like the conversation was funny but almost like you're not funny just in in general (laughs) yeah he's a fun dude but um it was funny because he talked about it we had a uh, workout session beforehand and he talked talked about the podcast the whole time talk 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 about the podcast and then when it came time to do the podcast he just like it was a little more reserved, so it'll be interesting what you guys think of our conversation, but I thought it was good still. It's just his story and, you know, him from, like, childhood to now, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. So it'll be good. So, hopefully you guys enjoy. Yeah. Welcome to Relatable Rambles. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, today, I have uh, a guest who is also an active listener. And I know him very well because he's my dad. Say hi, Dad. Hi. Hi, Amber. <laughs> you can say hi to the people, too. Hello, people. <laughs> so I wanted to bring my dad onto the podcast. Um, one, because he's my dad. And two, when he asked why I wanted him to be on the podcast, I said that he has lived a unique life and he's lived a lot of life, and I think that his story in general could either inspire someone or just people can relate to you in some way, and I think that overall you just have lived a cool life, and you've had a lot going on, so I want the people to hear it. Well, let's see what kind of questions you have. (laughs) Okay. All right, so let's, let's go way back way back so we'll start with 
like what life was like as a kid. So you're from the small town of Healdsburg? Healdsburg, California, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You call yourself a townie over here? No, no, that's not, I don't <laughs> use that term. I, I, I people that came from other places. That calls you a townie, okay. And well, if you're from there and know all the landmarks and mm-hmm. a little history of the how it Healdsburg's evolved to where it's at today. Yeah. So when you were a kid growing up, so what is one of the earliest childhood memories that you have? Mm. Earliest childhood memories. Yeah. Like when you think about your childhood, what is one of the first things that you think of? Oh, let's see. Well, growing up uh, in Healdsburg, all the different kids that, were in the neighborhood, so that comes to mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Few faces or people that you know I've never not known. That's interesting. That you know, when, I don't know if you watched that show, The um, Secrets of the Blue Zones, no. the How to Live to Be a Hundred. But they talk about having community. And it's interesting that your childhood memories revolve around people and faces and those connections that you've had. And landmarks and yeah, uh, yeah, it's very familiar. Okay, um, so I asked you this the other day. So we are recording on a Monday. It's October thirtieth, and your birthday was two days ago, October twenty eighth. And on your birthday, I asked you what you used to get in trouble for as a kid, and you didn't have an answer. But do you have an answer now? Oh, the trouble for when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, nothing specific I, that I recall. So you were perfect? <laughs> no, no. It's just, you know, the you think about it and everything just seemed normal. I mean, yeah, you get a little discipline here and there, but um, it's nothing that stands out per se. So growing Oh, I know what. In oh. first grade, I remember discipline from Sister Helen. I used to daydream and look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you got trouble for daydreaming? That doesn't actually surprise me in any way. <laughs> I had a window seat to the playground. Okay. Okay. You were daydreaming, so you got in trouble (laughs) from the nuns. Yes. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. When you were young, so you grew up, obviously, in when you were, like, elementary school age was in the 1960s. Yes. Um, Did you guys go on family vacations? And if you did, what did that look like back then? Well, we didn't go on a lot of family vacations, but... Um, a lot of our vacations were at the coast. We'd go camping, um, Tahoe. You know, mm-hmm. the parents would take us up to Tahoe, and we'd play in the snow, kind of stuff. You know, a lot of it was, um, you know, we'd take neighborhood kids. Well, like camping and stuff it seemed like we uh, would always find some kids that would um, parents were willing to let them go with us, and then <laughs> go to Tahoe. It seemed like our cousins. Uh, we had aunts and uncles and some cousins that. It seemed uh, that we do a lot of things with as a family. What was your first, like, big trip? When did you first fly on an airplane? Oh, first time I flew on an airplane was, uh, I was a paper boy, probably fourth grade, 10 years old. And uh, we had a, a paper drive, meaning we were get new subscription, new people to be on the route, and if you or sign up people to take a subscription. And uh, my mom helped out a lot with that. And it was a trip to 
Disneyland. Wow. Yeah, we <laughs> flew from San Francisco to Southern California. And so around 10 years old. Yeah. Okay, nice. All right, that must have been a big uh, remembering of a core memory trip. Well, my mom was a big participant in, in getting the subscriptions and uh, kind of a, um, secured our, our uh, you know, qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So was Paperboy your first job? Paperboy was the first job, yes. How old were you when you got the job? Ten. You were ten. How much did you get paid? Well, it was a monthly deal. It was a whole business. We worked seven days a week, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, we'd deliver papers, fold them and deliver them after school. It, papers would probably arrive at our house 3, 3.30, mm -hmm. and we had, had to have them delivered by uh, 5.30. Wow. And then on Sundays uh, was a morning paper, so the papers would arrive at the house 5.30 in the morning, fold them and deliver them. We had to have them delivered by 7.30. And then, so you'd deliver all, you know, deliver your papers, and at the end of the month, uh, you get your little collection bag, and you, you get your receipt book, and you go around to the door, knock door to door, and go collecting your money. And <laughs> just remember, the subscription was $1.85 to start with. And then it went up to two dollars, and then by the time I, four years later, it had gone up to two dollars and twenty-five cents a month. Wow! And uh, I think they had around a hundred, hundred subscribers. So at the end of the month, um, I think I made fifty-five or sixty dollars. Wow! For ten, that's pretty darn good, actually. Well, you look at it today; it's probably like a thousand dollars a month. I don't know. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, that's pretty good. So I'm exaggerating a little bit. But yeah. Ten years old, but, but you go out and collect the money and yourself, and then you would, um, the bill would come at the end of the month, and you'd pay the newspaper, mm -hmm. and um, and if you got it in by the first, you got an extra three dollars. Um, so mm -hmm. you make sure you paid your bill by the first. <laughs> give you a little little yeah. incentive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you started working so young, I mean nowadays times are obviously very different. But would you recommend to kids that they have some sort of job? I mean, nowadays there are obviously child labor laws where you <laughs> probably can't work at 10 anymore. But, like, if you, as a parent, and do you think it's a good idea for parents to give their kids something to work towards and learn how to earn a dollar? I, I think it's important to give them some incentive and teach them the work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't know that I would send a little a young kid out at 10 years old now, nowadays. Mm -hmm. But we were, you know, it's just no one ever thought of anybody ever doing anything to harm anybody. And, yeah. Um, and it was a different time. Well, you know, it, yeah, absolutely was. But there was no fear locally. We, you know, you never really heard of anything out of the ordinary happening other than no, no, we didn't have a. We weren't. We weren't scared. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean we weren't careful. But sure. Yeah. yeah. We still had to be home before the streetlights came on at night. So. That's a good rule. <laughs> That's a decent rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, my first job was when I was fourteen, so not too much older than you. Well, you you had a you had a great place. I mean, yeah. You know, this was, it was safe. Obviously, I was inside an ice arena. <laughs> Well, that was, you know, that was a great job for a lot of young people in this community. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, all three of your kids worked there. They did. And, you know, it, it was a good start. Um, it was very, you know what, it was very nice. It was a, it was a great arrangement or situation. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think the kids were, you know, they, they had a lot of good kids that, that did work there. Um, did your older brother also work for the paper route? Yes, he, yeah, that's what, that's why I ended up getting the paper route. He had one first. He mm-hmm. was, I don't know, 18 months old or two years old or almost two years older. Mm-hmm. He got a paper route first, and then, then I, um, I don't know if there was an age limit or anything, but, um, the, um, uh, manager, like, oh, the I'm manager. 10, I can finally do the paper route. <laughs> Well, the manager for the paper route for his press Democrat, and his name was Mac, and uh, so Frank, my brother, was doing his paper route, and he had a, one part of town, and then another route came up, and they offered it to me, and mm-hmm. so I, I did it, and so as time went on, my route was closer to the house, and then my brother's a little further out, and then there was a route around my parents' neighborhood that came available, and my brother got it. And then when he, I don't know if he was in eighth grade or going to go into high school or something, um, then he passed it down to me. Mm-hmm. And so we were, had the paper route around my parents' neighborhood, which was really good because it was really close and it was really fast. And then I passed it down to my younger brother, Vince. Mm-hmm. And so he did it for quite a few years. So for all three of us, we all had our own spending money, and and that was that was. Uh, what did, what did you spend your money on? Oh, I don't remember too much. I buy him French fries. He could never... <laughs> that <laughs> well, doesn't you know... surprise me either. <laughs> well, they was little. Well, they had little. Uh... Well, you go to the store, you get a. I don't think the candy bars. It could be a nickel or a dime. You get an ice cream for ten cents. Right. Paper. If you ran out of papers and didn't have them, you go to the store and buy one off the rack. With the paper was only ten cents. Mm. Today it's two dollars for the same newspaper. Hmm. Uh, so it's um, inflation. It is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, then it was. I don't know if it was a quarter or fifty cents for the Sunday paper, but today it's four dollars for the same paper. Hmm. So you know, it's inflation from nineteen sixty uh, late. Yeah, nineteen sixty-seven. If you were ten, yeah. Yep, to seventy. That's huge. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you were one of four. You were the second born, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Um, any quarrels with siblings when you were young? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I just remember my older brother um, probably wrestled around with him more. <laughs> um, he was, he was, uh, he usually won. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the athlete of the family, no? <laughs> uh, he was, he was good about it. He wasn't trying to hurt me or nothing it's just that maybe if i i was uh we were mixing it up um he yeah he he would have some fun we could have fun okay um speaking of him so i know he passed away young yes when he was 18 18 um and it was leukemia correct yes he had it for um diagnosed and probably struggled with it for at least a year and a half or a little longer but was that something that you guys talked about as a family? Well, you know, it, the main thing as a family, um, talk. I don't, you know, you know, it was just we were living it because um, mm-hmm. they were, you know, all the treatment, the today's treatments, um, you know, more advanced. 
Um, mm-hmm. But at the time, all four of us, uh, they they, were, they wanted to do a bone marrow transplant, and that was kind of an interesting. Well, they new, were having success yeah, with it, kind of thing, yeah. But uh, all uh, the rest of us didn't. We didn't. We weren't a match to be donors, and so he had a kind of a rare blood type, mm. and so. You know, they weren't able to find a match for him. But, um, seems like that's a successful. That's still a, still treatment a, now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you being young, you were 16 when that happened. What was your grieving process like? Do you remember? Well, you, you're living. Uh, you know, watching him heal, trying to get him healed, and yeah. you know all the treatments that he had to go through and the pain and. Um, you know, kind of at the end, it was, it was sad, but, you know, we're living it as a family and watching him go through this. And actually, kind of at the end, it was kind of a relief that he wasn't in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it, even though it's sad and we're grieving, it was, and we watched, you know, it was a rough road for him. Was and, he in hospice at home at that time? Well, you know, they didn't have hospice, but they still had this, probably the same techniques that hospice uses Mm -hmm. and uh, so well he was home the whole time um, Mm. or well he in and out of the hospital sure go to get treatment and then come home but he wanted uh, he wanted to be at home and but he my parents at that night he's at the ref last night um, they did take him to the hospital he didn't want to go they did I I don't know if they ever regretted it it, um, but the Exactly, whatever they, they, they were trying they to do. They think it's right, right. And uh, my parents. Um, were you guys at the hospital, all you and your no, siblings? No, this happened real late at night. Like, uh, us kids were home, and then I think my, both my parents were at the hospital maybe one, two in the morning. Mm-hmm. He passed away. Mm-hmm. But they um, they came home after. You know, it, uh, it was really interesting. I mean, right, my. He was. Uh, as the family members, he was one of the older kids, and he got along with everybody. So there was a big, big gap, and there was a definite change. And there's a lot of grieving. Like my aunts and uncles, and cousins, and parents, everybody took its toll. We were a real close family. Do all the uh, holidays together and things. Mm-hmm. But that was actually he um, uh, died the day after Easter that year, mm-hmm. and he wanted to he wanted to be alive and go to my uncle Sonny's. My uncle used to go to my uncle Sonny's for Easter, and uh, mm-hmm. he wanted to be there for that. And that mm-hmm. was the first uh, year as a family that we didn't do Easter. And that was, uh, it definitely, I know my dad grieved, you know, the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my mom handled it better, but, you know, still, but it's still rough on both of us. I think grandma specifically has experienced a lot of loss in her life. That's she has. probably why she handled it just differently than Papa did. Um, but so, because you were obviously in school, did you finish the rest of that year of school? Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you take time off of school, or did you? No. You I, went right I, back? I, I might have took a day off or two, but no, I was um, just kind of, I didn't take time off, but uh, it was, um, you know, it, it, even though we're grieving, it was 
kind of a relief that he wasn't in pain anymore. And mm-hmm. that, it does, I don't know, when I say that, it... Um, no, I understand it, yeah. It's that, I mean, they're going through something and they're suffering so much that you just want them to be in peace and feel better, and if that's... Because he was a real strong athletic kid, natural athlete, every sport. I mean, uh, you see a two- or three-year-old picture of him, he looks like a miniature atlas. (laughs) 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 And my dad dad was really athletic and strong and uh, naturally built. You know, they they didn't lift weights and stuff, but they were just naturally built. Mm -hmm. uh, My Uncle Sonny, he was a... He really was. Uh, That's great. Papa natural. and Uncle Sonny, what did they call them? Oh, the Granite Brothers. The Granite Brothers for the um, SRJC football team. They're in the Hall of Fame at the Santa Rosa Junior College for their football efforts. <laughs> yeah, they called them the Granite Brothers because um, they could, nobody could get through them. Mm-hmm. And, or they'd go around, <laughs> try to go around them. <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't. <laughs> okay, all right. And then... So obviously going through such an intense loss in your family or just life, what advice would you give to people going through something similar? Well, I don't know. I, see, that's a, that's a, I haven't given that any thought, but everybody handles everything so differently. But mm-hmm. I, I would say just to be there and be there for the pe- people that are grieving. It's, um, yeah, I don't know if there's words to tell anybody but it's just being there I think I think that was some comfort in just being around you know family mm-hmm. you know, a lot of friends mm-hmm. uh, my parents had a lot of family f- friends and you know so we had a close family their brothers or my uh, their siblings and then my be my cousins and aunts and uncles and then we had a lot of family or my parents had family friends that we that we saw a lot and mm-hmm. did a lot of things so People came around. People are close, so I, I would say keep in touch. Um, that's I, I, th- I don't think I think that's you know just kind of being there for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great. The more people you have support around you, the better generally. Um, so moving on from that, because obviously you were young when that happened. You finished high school. Mm-hmm. Did you think about college after? Uh, I took some college classes or JC classes, and then I at Santa Rosa Junior College. I did, and um, in high school, I was working for Safeway as a clerk, or uh, well, courtesy clerk to start with, and when I graduated from high school, clerk. So I did work through, or when I was sixteen, I got a job there, so I had worked there, mm-hmm. and um, so that was. Always kept busy. Always Just, had. You were working, so you took some college classes. Was college something that your parents talked to you about? No, no. It was uh, my dad. Uh, my mom went to uh, college to get her nursing degree, and my dad, um, when he went into the Navy, he was going to the JC. So he was in uh, doing the JC classes, mm-hmm. or, and uh, it wasn't really anything that you know something that if we wanted to, great, but. Wasn't anything that they, uh, um, you know, talked too much about. As a knowing, you know, obviously you took some college classes. You had three daughters that yeah. went to college. Do you 
in your own personal opinion, do you, would you suggest people go to college? Uh, I, you know, I think it's, it depends on the kid. I, I have friends that their kids didn't go, but it wasn't their thing. And, mm -hmm. and um, I would suggest if the kid's into it, I mean, it's a personal decision. And if they have a goals, I, I used to be going to be going. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you mm -hmm. have a, a, you know, kind of a vision or a, I think it's important for some, not every, not not all of them. I, okay. I I know enough kids that went that didn't benefit from their education, but then a lot of them absolutely did, and so it really, uh, really made a difference. So yeah. I can't say I, I think it's just one of those ones that it'd be an individual decision. But mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I wouldn't discourage them from going, but uh, okay. I would uh, depends on what they're looking for, looking at. So when you, you took classes at the JC, you worked at Safeway during high school, but then at some point you started working for yourself. When What was that transition like? Uh, working for myself would have been, um, and I, was, I went to work, I, I, uh, I resigned from Safeway, went into construction, and a friend of mine got me a job working in construction. And the first thing that, first jobs we were on is uh, putting in um, building subdivisions and um, all the infrastructure and then I liked it and mm -hmm. then I was working in construction on buildings uh, uh, buildings with companies uh, I worked for other people for a long time and then um, you know worked in commercial construction residential subdivisions and then um, a that for quite a while and then I I bought a piece of property I saw I saw a piece of land when I was working on a building one time and it was for sale by owner and I went over and bought it and then I built myself a house on it and uh, ambitious then, <laughs> uh, I'm good at this I like this I'm gonna build myself a house <laughs> well then I then I um, was working in um, in the um, you know, building subdivision working for other companies and so I subdivided my property but then uh, that was later but um, I was working for a gentleman uh, named Rich LeBrun and uh, I met him at the union hall uh, the jobs were or the construction companies were all union they're the ones I was working for and I went down there one day after I actually I built the house and uh, I was working for other pe people and I saw I went down there because I was done building my house, and I was going to go back to work. I took off a few months to, or quite a while to do it. I went down to the Union Hall to put my name on the list, and Rich came in to hire somebody, and I got to talking to him in the parking lot, and he hired me. And then I went to work for him on an apartment complex of about 200 units. And um, he had a tractor that was going in and out grading the building slabs, and um, I mentioned to him, um, hey, if you get a bobcat in here, uh, it'll go three or four times faster. And he says, really? And he says, well, let's rent one. So we rented one. and um, Or we actually had a called the dealer, and they came to demonstrate one for us. And I ran it for a few days. And he told me that he parked his equipment. He said, if I owned the equipment, he'd hire me. So I bought the equipment and then went from being an employee to being you know, learning how to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. 
and the next thing you know, I'm in business and worked doing that for a few years. And then when I subdivided the property I bought, I did all the infrastructure, put all the because I'd already done all this for other companies. And mm -hmm. in those days, I think the infrastructure was going to be around ninety thousand dollars. I got bids for it. And I brought it in for 56000 and I thought, oh. wow. <laughs> but that same subdivision today, for that kind of money, you could be paying three, four times that much. To, yeah. But the houses at the time were, that I built after were selling for $149,000 each. Mm -hmm. Today they're in the six or $700,000 range mm -hmm. from 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So now when people ask, you say you're a developer, right? I'm yeah. a real estate developer. Real estate developer. Would you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Oh, absolutely. I think so too. Yeah, people ask me. They keep. Most people think I'm a contractor, and I said, No, I'm no. I'm not a contractor. I hire contractors, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I manage. And um, I did. You know, I had a small excavating company at the time. You know, years back, and then I decided to do that until I didn't need it anymore. And mm -hmm. uh, so the. It's a tough, it's tough. You breathe a lot of dust, you get kind of bounced around quite a bit. And mm -hmm. Had a few few incidents for close calls where it kind of beat me up a little bit on the equipment because stuff happens. Sure, yeah. yeah. I don't wear rings because I, working in uh, construction, I saw, oh, geez, a half a dozen guys over the years that had, a, you know, their ring finger. They jump off a piece of equipment, and next thing you know, the ring gets stuck and pulled Ooh. their finger off. Ooh, so gross. That was gross. It is. I, <laughs> so you're like, no, thank you. Not for me. <laughs> so I just I just never got into hang of wearing jewelry. So. Okay. So now you've been a real estate developer since what year? 1980-something? Well, probably... Uh, Still working for a while. I was doing. I had a small excavating company for till about 1993, okay. and then did my first subdivision. And I decided when I was, if I didn't need the business anymore, I would sell all my equipment. And then, then when I finished that, I I did sell all my equipment and mm -hmm. um, and been just working on developing and building, uh, developing the sites, and then building houses. So that first subdivision was, and when you sold the homes there, was that your first, like, wow, like, I can do this. Like, I can make some money doing this. Well, I actually, I actually did pretty good on that one. Mm -hmm. And I had an appraiser tell me at the time that, um, you, know, you know, just remember that they're not all, you know, they're not all good ones. You can mm -hmm. take two steps, three steps forward and take two or three steps back. I think you can definitely attest to that now, <laughs> being 2023. Um, speaking of that, right, so obviously you've been in the real estate business for a very long time, um, and you've had some big successes and some swing and a misses. And so what would you tell people, you know, that they say, hey, I want to get into real estate developing? What would you tell them? Oh, I would tell them it's not for the faint at heart because mm -hmm. it's um, when it's good, it's good. But you know, the economies change and the cycles change, and um, you know, sometimes you can't lose, and other times you. you know, I've 
been in spots where I couldn't, I actually, I, at the time that I recall, had four houses built and I couldn't give them away. And it was, um, oh, November of, of 1996, Bill Clinton was going for a re-election. I was going to say, what was going on in the, <laughs> in the well, politics? about four to six months before the election, uh, boy, that everything just kind of kind of stalled or stopped. Mm-hmm. And I had four houses done, and I had a subdivision of 12 to do. And the first four weren't doing anything, and I, you know, I kind of got a little nervous. And so the election uh, came around November 2nd that year, uh, 1996, on a Tuesday. It's always on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But by Saturday, those four houses were sold, and then the next eight I had to do, I couldn't build them fast enough. And we had a solid 10-year run from 1996 to 2006, and mm-hmm. then and then the rest of the you know every, you know that's I guess that's more recent history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you know they there's some good times in there, but uh, we had some lulls and some some times where yeah you know what do we what do we need to do? I mean you had to shift and do something, but. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely it's not for the faint at heart because it's just um, it, it, it's not an easy business I mean it's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of guys have done very well and you know there's a lot of them that take their lumps so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like it's a career path that is highly dependent on what's going on in the rest of the world or even just the country and it is absolutely yeah that makes it a little tricky to navigate, I would think. Well, yeah, it it can be. I mean, I guess planning in advance, but for some reason, it, it's uh, it yeah, it's hard to plan it that far. Are you just because you don't know what it's gonna do? Yeah, well, you get a lot of people talking and predicting, and you know, you listen, and um, but you just never know when it's gonna drop on you. Do you ever feel like sometimes it's like rolling the dice on a craps table? No, no, it's it's a it's a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Um, rolling the dice on a craps table that yeah no no I don't think so. Cause... You don't feel like it's as risky. <laughs> well, it's a different risk. Yeah. It's not. I don't consider it gambling. I I consider it it's calculated risk, and mm-hmm. um, you know sometimes you get it right. And, Sometimes you don't, but it's not like rolling one hand on something. Sure. It's, it's, uh, you pencil it out, you you know, you get appraisals, you do things. So it's 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 not a hundred percent predictable, but there's some there's you know, patterns there's, you can see and look for. Yeah, for the most part, I would say that um, it goes along pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from your career obviously I exist <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we have to... you've had three kids and you were the middle one I was the middle child um and uh when you were young did you when you looked into your future did you see your life with kids did you want kids I did want kids I uh, I knew I wanted a family I knew I wanted kids and um the interesting thing is when I uh, first born, uh, the oldest daughter, Shelby, 
um, when she was born, it, all of a sudden it made sense to me. It was why I was working so hard and mm-hmm. doing what I was doing, and it was just made sense. It was a nice, mm-hmm. it was real nice. That's yeah. a sweet sentiment. It all kind of came together like this was yeah. my purpose. Well, you, it feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. felt nice. And then I came along, and you're like, "This is even better." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were a little more angelic <laughs> from the start. But, uh, That's because Shelby was a hard baby. You said she had, like, colic or something. Oh, yeah, we went, oh, man, that, yeah, that colic. Um, well, she was a good baby, but, man, that colicky baby. Uh, and, we, you know, it was the formula. By the time we got that figured out, you know, she, you know, it just, you know, you had a, it took a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time you came around, we kind of had a little clue of, how to work with that but how to feed a child yeah <laughs> um we got you figured out real quick like a lot faster anyway. mm, okay okay um so dad of three girls what's well what would you tell somebody if they were about to be a girl dad for the first time girl dad for the first time as a first kid or just the first kid ever and oh. then we're about to be a girl dad I don't know. It never mattered to me. We never uh, asked to know. And it but just... going, have gone through it. Oh, going what would, through it. Maybe yeah. what would you warn them about? Well, I've been warned by other people telling me that, you know, they've, I've had friends that, that raised boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And I have one friend in particular, and um, it was a blended family. My friend Jim, he had two sons, and then his wife, Gail, had two daughters, and they they were young, very young kids, and uh, later on, um, his well, Gail says uh, after their kids are raised and older, um, probably out of high school or a young adult, she said that the uh, boys were easier to raise than the girls for them, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know any different. And yes, you still don't know any different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think for the most part, uh, kids were good. Um, you know, we did a lot of, you know, it's occasionally learning how to, you know, kind of keeping up with uh, growing kids. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first one does things first. You have mm-hmm. a little more, you know, clue, and then the second one, and then the. And then you forget about the second one, and then you get the third one. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> forget about it. What do you think your biggest strength is as a dad? You can toot your own horn a little bit. Tell yourself something positive. (laughs) Wow, that's... What do you uh, think you were good at? Oh, what was I good at? Huh, as a dad? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I was learning how to be a dad. I mean, I had my parents, you know, they were an example and people around it, but that never prepared me. It seems like everybody was so different. Everything's so different, so good at, I, um, maybe, maybe, I I think I was patient. Um, Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with that. Um, Unless we were in a grocery store (laughs) (laughs) talking about how we wanted to go sledding and that you were taking too long. Yeah, maybe something like that. Reference, Um, we were in Connecticut and we were in a grocery store. And it was me, Shelby, and Ashley, and my dad. And my dad does this thing where he, every time we are in the grocery store, he has to, like, intricately read every label on things. 
and like what it's made out of, what the food label looks like. And he's taking a long time and he takes really big strides. So he's like storming through the grocery store and all three of us are like running after him. We wanted to be sledding, it was snowing. And he was taking forever in the toilet paper aisle. And we were all standing in line at the end of this trip to the grocery store. And we were talking amongst ourselves, me, Shelby, and Ashley. And he turns around and he yells, do you girls like to wipe your bottoms? <laughs> so the whole grocery store heard. So maybe that wasn't your most patient moment. Well, well we were staying at their grandfather Green's camp, cabin in Connecticut. This is, I mean, it was like a rock, uh, Norman Rockwell painting this um, cabin in the woods on a three-acre pond. Mm-hmm. And it was on a septic system, so I wanted to make sure that I got uh, toilet paper that you know was you know appropriate for, for septic a septic system. <laughs> yeah, and they were. Yeah, yeah, you they. Oh, you know what that that I remember now. And as soon as I said that, I had the toilet paper in my hand. Those three kids scattered. I didn't see them until I got to the checkout school. Because <laughs> you, you embarrassed us. You yelled at us about wiping our bottoms in front of others in the public space. Oh, there space. was nobody else on the aisle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was, that was a ridiculous time. Um, so, yeah, maybe that wasn't your most patient moment. But I would say, in general, yes, you were patient. Um, but... I mean, obviously, so you had your parents as an example. Did they have any qualities that you wanted to emulate in your own parenting? My parents were united. Um, they stuck together. They, they discussed things and, you know, uh, what they were going to do. And, and they were united if, if uh, they decided they were going to, you know, what the family's going to do or disciplines or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stuck together on that. Pretty much, you know, whatever was in the best interest of the family, that's kind of how they rolled. That's what they did. And uh, so they were very consistent and good parents and very stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were, they were good people. Uh, but, you know, they were, you know, learning to be parents too. I think all. every parent is that way. I mean, you're an imperfect person trying to teach other little humans how to be a person <laughs> it's hard to do <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely hard to do um is there anything that you would have done differently as a parent oh than my parents uh and just in general oh, just like your own, in your own parenting now that your kids are all adults wow um, in your own personal like just you what the hindsight mm-hmm. what? Huh. Mm-hmm. well when you think about, like, Oof, I wish I would have done this a little differently, like in terms of your own parenting style or something, maybe that you think about, and you're like, that was a whoops. <laughs> uh, sure, there's some whoops along the way, but nothing that comes to mind at the moment. Okay, but, well, it's probably something. good then. Nothing really stuck too hard to you. Well, you know, everything was just Leaving happening. me in a car unattended with your glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that day. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you probably regretted doing that, huh? Because well, <laughs> I broke them. What was your version of the story? Well, you you were, I don't know, you were doing something kind for the church community and helping them, like, build a church or something. And I, being not <laughs> the nicest child in that moment, was so perturbed that you would made me go with you. I was so annoyed. I don't know where Mom and Shelby were, but it was me and Ashley. 
and you were going to help this church like build their church or something and I thought it was like you brought me and how dare you bring me (laughs) (laughs) and you tried to make it better by stopping at the grocery store to get us popsicles to be like good kids thanks for going and me being the vengeful child that I was was like no I'm still mad you took Ashley to the grocery store and I thought I'm just gonna teach him a lesson (laughs) broke your glasses the ends of them off and you came back in the car and you said what happened to my glasses and I said they were like that when you left. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And oh, I got yeah. spanked for it. Well, I was, and I made her go to her room, and she uh, take out books and put down her pants, and I think we both started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when it was still okay to spank your child. <laughs> well, I was. I mean, you guys never got really. You spanked. think that was actually the last time you even like attempted to deliver well, spankings was, as know, a punishment? There, I think most of. I don't know. You know, you guys never really got spanked. No, that was the one time I only remember that time. Well, I... But I didn't do it. I never liked that when you left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. gosh. You're yeah. sticking to that story, that's huh? I'm sticking to it, yeah. Um. So, obviously, so you were married for 22 years? Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, we're married to your mom for 22 years. Okay. Yeah. But then, obviously, you eventually guys got divorced. But in the divorce process, mm-hmm. what would so obviously I think over fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. What advice would you give to someone going through a divorce? Going through it, mm-hmm. uh, like what did you do to help you kind of? Well, I um, get through everything. I took some classes on the subject. On uh, there's a class was called divorce care, and it was uh, there was a local. I read it about it in a book. And um, hmm. the psychologist was writing about it from one of his clients, and I heard the name, so I looked it up in the computer, and I just happened to be a church locally that was given this class. And so I took the class, and I think the thing, one of the first things they teach, or they have videos and workbooks, then they have, um, you know, everybody gets together after and visits and talks and has coffee or cookies. But I would say civil, being civil and friendly, uh, maintaining that because mm-hmm. it's um, easy to get off track. And and uh, but being civil and friendly seemed to work. It did work, mm-hmm. and uh, and we we proceeded that way. It wasn't always easy to be civil and friendly, but um, we pretty much pretty much stuck to that and it worked. And I was and. Okay, so you would recommend they take the divorce care Well, calls? I'm not necessarily recommending it. I'm just saying that I did take it. Did you feel, did you find it helpful? I did. Um, actually, I went through it twice, and the reason I went through it twice is uh, I went through it once, and a friend of mine was getting a divorce, and I recommended it to him, and then he wanted me to go show him where the place was and kind of sit through the first night with him there, and mm. so I... Um, that's supportive of you. That was and nice. And then I went through it the second time, and I, I, I was in a different space uh, the second time, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of little things, little little things uh, that uh, were helpful. You know, the different people talking to different people's stories or where they're at, and mm-hmm. some people brand new at, in that space. And um, so I, I, I didn't date for 
three or four years. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, that helped me. I, I don't, you know, it's not for everybody, but mm -hmm. uh, it was something that I uh, participated in and appreciated. Um, being single now, so what's it like dating in 2023? What do, do you think has changed since you dated? Well, because, let's see. If you start, if you met my mom in 1989, 88. 88, so obviously you didn't date for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So then, then being fresh on, you know, the dating scene, what was that like for you? Oh, let's see. Texting. Oh, <laughs> well, we didn't know. We didn't. Yeah. Well, well now. Well, now, well, nowadays, That's yeah, what texting. I mean. Yeah, um, like when you started dating. Well, okay, I've been, actually, this has been 13. 12, 13 years ago now. Texting so. was a thing back then. Yeah, but the, Not as much as today. The only texting we used to do back then was you kids texting, learning how to text. Very little texting. Mm -hmm. So it took too long to do it. You had then. to press the three button, the buttons three times yep, to get the right yeah. letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say now uh, texting, I would kind of caution um, to, you know, try not to be humorous with the texting. You can do that. I, my Last night, I got some texts from a couple of friends, or texting, mm -hmm. um, and those guys are hilarious, and I know where they're going with it, and they, they think they're funny, mm -hmm. so, uh, but I would say dating and texting would be, uh, be very careful with humor, be very brief and to the point, because humor doesn't translate very well sometimes <laughs> on in texting. Some of your jokes haven't landed, is what you're saying? Well... <laughs> You know, maybe uh, they weren't thinking, what the heck? Well, because like I said on the last episode of the podcast, when Mandy and I were talking about texting and call versus calling, tone of voice isn't always translated the right way through texting. Mm -hmm. You're reading it as you interpret it, right? Maybe not exactly how the person means it. So if you mean it in a funny way, someone might be reading it in a very insulting way. Well, it depends on their sense of humor. If you're mm -hmm. if, where they where they pick it up at. Sure. Uh, you could be annoying if you give too many. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, I would say that uh, you know if you're texting, you know, just don't be annoying with it. If you if they don't respond, well, okay, mm -hmm. later, don't get upset about it. It's just. Uh, Sometimes people are busy, mm -hmm. or they left their phone in their car, or, or it's turned off. And <laughs> I think that's the t half the time you leave your phone in the car or at home <laughs> on yeah, accident. Yeah, no, I would, I would say that uh, communication with uh, dating, uh, you know, it's um, it's individual, obviously, but mm -hmm. uh, I would say, uh, you know, texting is important to meet people and to hear, I mean, to meet up or, mm -hmm. uh, or confirm things occasionally. Uh, calling, being brief and to the point. You know, long conversations, you know, save the conversations for being in person seems to be a good idea. Um, but it's, um, there's a lot more information on dating these days, a lot more life experiences. And, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of nice people out there. Uh, yeah. With having three adult daughters, and obviously you are, you know, you've dated people, whatever. Um, have you been nervous to introduce people to Shelby and Ashley and I? No, not nervous. Um, you know, if I was uh, willing to introduce them to you guys, I, I probably meant that I actually <laughs> like this person, <laughs> Miguel. <laughs> and uh, 
I don't know, sometimes you guys are kind of kind, and other times you, you maybe weren't didn't have a warm reception. Uh, yeah, no, I would agree with you. But, you know, I think for the most part, you um, hang out with quality people. So I trust your judgment. Well, you know, there's a lot of really nice people. And, um, you, know, you know, dating, um, long, you know, for long-term relationships, um, you know, it's, um, what am I saying? It's, um, it's nice. That's mm -hmm. very nice. Just to know people. Sure. Um, so, moving on from dating, if, since you just had a birthday, mm -hmm. right? 66. Yeah. And you look, you know, every time you have a birthday, you know, do you set goals for your year, your new year to come? Um, well, I've got goals. I write down things. but You do? Uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Do you have like a journal or something that you keep? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go read your journal. <laughs> I keep a journal. I like well, write stuff I, down. Um, you know, lately, I've, you know, the goals that I'm working on, I've been working on for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they're fruitful and mm -hmm. progress is being made. And future goals, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, so when you look into your future, what... What do you foresee for yourself? What is your ultimate, like, yeah, this is what I see, like, future Dennis? <laughs> future Dennis. Yeah. You know, people <coughs> ask me if I'm ever going to retire, and the only thing I can think of is what old George Byrne used to, or used to say. He booked his, he was a vaudeville, vaudeville actor, mm -hmm. and he booked his 100th birthday at a Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. <laughs> and when they would ask him when he was going to retire, he'd look at him and say, retire to what? I do whatever <laughs> I want anyway. So, Retire to what? I like it. Okay. So book your 100th birthday. Set it, set it up. Have that goal. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Um, all right. That's So future potential retirement if you decide. But... I'd like to take more trips I, okay. lately in the last few years. Uh, Taking some really nice trips, and um, Shelby uh, plans them. A good plan. She plans great. She does a great job planning. We met in some really nice places, fun mm -hmm, places. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get Ashley to go with us sometime, but Amber and Shelby and Patrick and I. Um, then we've gone with Grandma and mm -hmm. Aunt Lori. Yeah, we've had some adventures. That's for sure. Um, well, great. I really um, enjoyed of getting your story but I have one really pressing question and I think I know what your answer is going to be what we'll see and this is um, going to be an easy one or it should be an easy one for you but who is your favorite daughter <laughs> well all three of your favorite in different ways <laughs> um, I don't know I can't say that well I see you the most you see me the most yes does that mean I'm your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did come home from college and live with me for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was your choice. <laughs> then you brought your cat with you. Yeah, it's still uh, here. Yeah. Your comment the other day at the gym was funny. But like, oh, when I told you, like, I wanted you on the podcast, and you were like, um, 
I said something like, yeah, like your people, you know, could look up to you or find you inspiration. You're like, yeah, I'm single and I live with a cat. <laughs> I was like, maybe don't say that part. Well, well, my real close friends think I'm the cat butler. But, uh, he's a good cat. He's a Mr. cool cat. Mr. Cannoli. He's yeah. a good cat. Yeah. He's well, my buddy. Yeah, I appreciate you watching over him for me. Um, so, obviously, you listen to the podcast, so you know that Mandy and I like to end every podcast with a rosebud and a thorn. So, we'll start with the thorn first, something mm. bad either in your day, in your week, or just in the world in general. What's your thorn? Well, the thorn, um, well, it's not a thorn today. It was a few days ago, but it's, I had a deal where uh, I was trying to get some information on some development fees. And, uh, you know, from quite a while ago, um, and we went through COVID, we went through time frame where we couldn't resolve it, and I kept my feelings with us getting kicked down the road with the answers. Mm -hmm. And finally, I got my meeting and thinking that, you know, everything that I studied and all the information and everything that I read on, I thought I was going down a path, and which it was a good path, or the right path. And then um, once I pointed out uh, errors in the in the legislation or the documents or the ordinances, they corrected them and um, they explained to me how that all worked. And I had a different vision and and realized I put a lot of energy into um, thinking about it. And then finally, I knew information from the planning director of the town and looked up what he told me and. He was right. <laughs> so, oh no! <laughs> well, like, but you no, know, darn it! Yeah. Well, it was, uh, but I was right part of it, mm -mm. you know. But then you read, but read partially more. <laughs> right, <laughs> not fully right. Yeah. But then mm -hmm. you know, so I just kind of all of a sudden I didn't get in a funk, but I realized that all that energy I put into it, it was just like, okay, now it's done. You know, yeah. It, it's like okay. I just felt like, wow, that was a lot of wasted energy. It's uh, a thorn in your side. Well, it, yeah. I, I guess there was moments that, um, I, uh, yes, it probably was a thorn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what's your bud? What you looking forward to, or what are you learning? So it can be something you're learning or looking forward to in the either near future, far future, whatever. Wow. Learning. I keep learning every day. That's interesting. I, Mm -hmm. thought at this time I'd have all this wisdom and man what am I learning I learn so much all the time you got some wisdom well okay I, I used to think that my age was I was that was the old guys and now you know I you know when you're younger you, all these old guys but now I look at them well they weren't really that old <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not that old yeah there were some guys that were actually had a lot of wisdom and that would share and stuff and okay you know, I guess over the years, I, some of my best mentors have been older friends you know, mm -hmm. that I've made along the way doing business with, with certain guys. And mm -hmm. they come alongside of you, go to lunch, and, you know, they tell you their stories. And, um, you know, if i up against anything and challenged, and I just talk to them, and they tell me stories and, mm -hmm. or life experiences. And mm -hmm. So I, I had a, a handful of mentors, and then... Right now, I you know, there's some young guys that will come and visit with me and talk to me. And, um, you know, I, 
I'm not necessarily feel like I'm mentoring, but I hear them that tell me they appreciate and cool. it makes a difference. But you know, just sharing life experiences. Um, yeah, learning something new every day. I like it. But then what I'm learning, just the people I meet, as it's uh, their life stories and life experiences, and mm-hmm. it's just you know, just it's amazing what just keeps you know coming. Okay, I like it. What's your rose? What's something good? Something good. Something good. Well, I've got um, a new house. New house. I'm getting ready to start building, mm-hmm. or at least put in for plan check. For, no, I got plan check for a permit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's. I'm looking forward to that. And um, but a rose. You know, I've got a really, really good friend in my life right now that I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then better all the, it's amazing how you spend time around people you get to know them <laughs> yeah yeah i would think so <laughs> that's a good rose um okay and we also talk about what we're watching on tv right now so what are you watching oh what am i watching oh the other night i caught vagger vance on on the tv and i had the legend of bagger vance yeah uh, I, the I golf movie i hadn't seen that in years i and it was it was i just rem- didn't remember how good it that's was that's with brad pitt right um, well, is no, it Matt. Brad Pitt or is it Matt Damon? Well, well one of those guys, but then there's also the guy that played on, um, oh, what was, oh, oh, the, one of the main characters, Bagger Bance, uh, I can't pull his name out of the hat. Oh, I don't know, but I, uh, I can picture, maybe it's not Brad Pitt, but I well, well, there's, there's picture that well, one of those big guys, characters. Yeah, the, yeah. They had a, it was a good, they, the acting was really good. It was, okay. it was a good show, but I just You're I've been, a good movie. Yeah, I've been watching on. Uh, I was flicking the channels on HBO, and there was the Gilded Age mm-hmm. uh, second season just started last night. That's what I'm watching too. Um, I the first one um, I hated when that last episode. I went wait, wait you can't stop now. <laughs> yes. And then I haven't caught the I caught the last five minutes of the new one and. And it, I didn't recognize the scene, so I'm pretty sure it's the absolute new one because they play it fresh Sunday night and then they yeah. you know, duplicate it today. You'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I, I, um, I haven't watched that one yet, but I went back and watched the last episode of season one so I could remember what happened before yeah. I watched episode one of season two. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. on it. But for those who haven't seen it, it's from the creators of Downton Abbey, and it's around the same time period, like the 19... 20s like or teens or 20s of yeah. New York City like it's the up and coming of New York City like the people that built well, New they York. Were built, they were built uh, the people that were tycoons and they were they were railroad people um, so it was the, the I guess the Gilded Ages um, the wealth was staggering you know million dollars then probably like a billion dollars today yeah you know? i mean based on even just the homes and the, what they dress like and their staff and the service yeah. that they had and just the um social hierarchy that they have like the whole show is kind of based on just like one newcomer comes in they have a lot of money and then the rest of the rich people are you know reluctant to let them into the, the in crowd well, it wasn't the in crowd. They were new wealthy people moving in where they were old money. Old money versus new money. So 
very good show if you enjoy Downton Abbey or you know a time period shows it's a good one it's on HBO or what they call Max now it's not even called HBO oh, oh just, HBO Max yeah, yeah Max but um, yeah it's a great show so check it out but um thanks dad for coming on the podcast well thanks for asking me I was telling a friend of mine earlier today I was gonna that you wanted me to do this and he says I'll do it I said, really? See, it's but he wanted to bring his uh, son, he's six, and his wife. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, yeah, he, his, his wife's a Russian and uh, English interpreter. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've got a nice family. And yeah, he's. Yeah, um, all, everybody's got a unique story to tell, you know? And I just think that, you know, part of the podcast like what Mandy and I wanted to do was you know connect with people learn about people and like I said I think people can connect with you or you know whether it be maybe they want to get into real estate or maybe they are a, a girl dad or gonna have kids soon or just want to be an entrepreneur work for themselves or lost or divorce or whatever it is I just think that everybody's story is unique and everybody can help help each other a little bit yeah well you know there's uh, there's always more to the story absolutely mm -hmm. well thanks for coming on i appreciate okay, it well, thanks for asking me you're welcome all right we'll see you guys later see you later okay hopefully that was a <laughs> good conversation with my dad <laughs> uh, the sound might be a little bit weird since we're on zoom today just FYI, yeah. if it's a little, if it sounds different than it other, changes from uh, one part to another. <laughs> yeah, if it sounds a little funky today than it normally does, it's because we're on Zoom. Um, what are you or not? What are you watching? What do we do first? Rosebud Thorn. <laughs> Rosebud Thorn. What is your thorn today? My thorn is not necessarily today. It actually was Sunday. <laughs> okay. My basketball game. That was a thorn, let me tell you. So, I think that's been your thorn a couple times. I know. <laughs> that must mean that you're not, your team's not doing so hot. You know, we didn't play poorly. I, I don't think. We just, um, we were taking really good shots. We just could not get anything to go in. Oh. We also couldn't get any fouls called for us, which I think I... I've said before also, mm -hmm. but, um, I mean, I got called for a couple fouls when I have a big old, big old scratch on my arm, but I got called for a foul. <laughs> what? I mean, how does that work? I, I don't know. You had a blind ref. Right. I got hit in the, in the collarbone and I actually have a scratch on my collarbone too, but nothing. Does someone have like weird like claws or something? I don't know. I just feel like like I make it a point to cut my nails before games. Yeah. Like Saturday night or even Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, just to make sure that I'm not gonna scratch anyone and I feel like people need to do the same. Yeah. Just common yeah. courtesy. Playing a sport that's a contact sport. Yeah. Trim your nails. Um, but the refs were also real douchey, so got it. Yeah, they called uh, one of our players. Um, they told her to stop acting like a child. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just because she said something to him, you know, asked him a question, and he got all snippy with her. And she, I don't know, he said, I think she said something like, um, I feel like, I feel like you're treating me like a little kid right now. Stop treating me like a little kid, please. 
like I'm a grown woman. Yeah. And he was like, well, maybe you should stop acting like a small child and I won't treat you like one. What in the world? Wow. Okay. Sounds like it was an interesting game. <laughs> yeah. They also had a girl that was like six, six. And, um, this is actually kind of funny. She'd get a rebound and she'd just stand there with her arms straight up with a ball and you know how when you do that to little kids and they just jump yeah. and are nowhere near the yeah. ball? Yeah. That was definitely <laughs> Six six is massive. I, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but she was tall. Oh, wow. Okay. Really tall. Well. But yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yep. You'll win some, you'll lose some. <laughs> yeah. We definitely lost that one. I'm sorry. That's, again. It's okay. Again, I'm okay. sorry for your loss. All Well, speaking of actual loss, though, oh, another, loss thorn another thorn yeah. would be Matthew Perry. That was very sad. Very so sad. sad. I saw, like, the collective um, kind of statement released by the cast. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. Um, it's basically just, I mean, they said, we're not, we weren't just a cast, like we're family, like, please allow this, this time for us to grieve or something, you know, it's just, that's why I kept thinking, like, obviously his family and his friends, but, um, the cast I knew was super, super close, just based on like that, even the HBO, um, thing that they did a couple years ago, the reunion, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can tell, like, they are family they're that the right. how close they were so i'm sure they're all just devastated to have lost him and just have you read his book yet no i haven't read it that guy just he he beat so many demons and just i don't know it's just so sad it is really sad i it's that's gonna be hard to watch friends now for sure right yeah gonna be a very different different watch now that's yeah, for sure absolutely um what's your bud i'm going to two concerts this week two yep i know you're going going to to carly pierce on thursday oh and then with you (laughs) i have i have been uh trying to listen to the songs so that i can get them but uh i don't know that i'm gonna know them like i usually know songs at concerts do you like them they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> they're, um, they get kind of a, uh, <laughs> like, Bible camp vibe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's not like they They're they very inspirational, the okay? But yeah, very inspirational. That's a good way. Uh, good way to put it. <laughs> ridiculous British pop band. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, it. they're fine. It's I don't dislike it. Yeah. I don't know that it would be my first choice of things to listen to, but, sure. but I don't dislike it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I can't wait till you see them live. <laughs> um, what is your rose? What's something good? Um, I uh, I got to hang out with my family over the weekend, and I'm going to go hang out with them a little bit again today. Family time. So, nice. Yeah. I like that. And I got to spend a couple of days with my doggy. So oh, I'm sure Clyde was super happy about that. Yeah. Besides that, I had to be at work all the days. So he was 
Yeah. By himself during the day when he is not normally. He's used to having them around. Yeah, your parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so that was mine. So uh, let's move on to your thorn. Oh, my thorn is, shoot, I had it. And I was like, I don't need to write it down. I will remember. Did I remember? No. But one thorn just came to mind. I don't think it was the one I was thinking of originally. But the chicken saga continues. Okay. So she went back outside into her coop. And then it's been like a month since she's been out there. Maybe less. But her... This is going to sound so gross. But her ass literally looks like it's going to explode. Like the mass on her... Stop stop laughing. It's not funny. (laughs) Uh, This chicken, I swear to God. So I sent you the picture the other day where I was soaking her in my sink. Her spa spa day? Her Epsom salt bath, right? Uh She had that. And then... um, I don't know. It's just getting bigger. So I don't know... If it's a tumor, if it's something else, it's just, I don't know. And the vet originally didn't know what it is. And now I just, I'm like, I'm just waiting for it to like burst essentially. And I just feel so bad because she has to be in pain, you know, and she's losing weight. And I don't know. I just, I just feel sad for this chicken and there's nothing I can do for her. So she's walking around the backyard right now. Because I just take her out of the coop and she, you know, walks around the backyard. But she sleeps in the coop at night. So I don't know why that spurred her getting worse. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's a, that's my thorn, I guess. Wow. <laughs> I know. Hey, understandably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Thorn. Okay, let's move on to something a little better. <laughs> Besides my chicken's ass looking like it's going to explode. That, how about the bud? <laughs> how about that bud? Uh, my bud is S Club. We're going to see S Club on Sunday. Yes. And then uh, Christmas starts tomorrow. <laughs> Which actually when this releases, it will be today. Um, and people are going to, you know that about 75%, oh. if not People are going to go, you guys are those people. Too early for Christmas. It's not tomorrow. It's after Thanksgiving. Wrong. Christmas <laughs> starts the day after Halloween. It goes Christmas, 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 Thanksgiving, Christmas, 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 Christmas. New Year's. Agreed. Christmas for a week, and then it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas for another week, yes. <laughs> and it goes and... away. <laughs> That is how it works, and that is how I celebrate I, it. I like it. If I can spread Christmas joy for as long as possible, I'm going to. So those people who are haters and think that it starts after Thanksgiving. Mind your business. Sex to have no joy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that is how Let I, us have our joy. <laughs> yeah. Go find your own. That is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right, what's your rose? Oh, well, I've been really good about my uh, meal prepping and my um, not getting takeout. So besides, obviously, when I'm social. So like when I'm social, we go out, right? So like we had Mary's the other night, but because we went to Jackie's, we had a movie night, 
right? That's yeah. justified. And then my dad's birthday. We took, I took him out for lunch. Um, but before this, like I would get takeout like a few times a week, if not more than that, you know, mm-hmm. plus the social stuff. So right. I'm very proud of myself for not like stopping on my way home to get like pick something up and pay a bunch of money for it and so I am calling it a rose this week right on <laughs> yep so that's my well done that's my rose okay mm-hmm. good deal yeah um what are you watching right now what's what are you watching this week I have been binging oh I can't wait. Boots. Oh, so good. Oh, so far behind the times here. But um, you're not that far I behind think. me because you know I binged it like a couple months ago. So that's true. Um, I love it. I know. Mm-hmm. So so much. Do you like? I really like seeing Meghan Markle in it. Yeah, she's fine. You don't like, what? I thought I, well, maybe because I've seen all the seasons and she gets more involved in it. What season yeah. are you on? I am, I think I have one more episode in season two. Okay. Yeah. She gets more involved as yeah. she's around and she's, she's fine. I mean, she's a, you know, she's, I thought she was a good yeah. actress and I like seeing her she's a good actress. outside yeah. of her royalness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole, the whole cast is good. They have, a, they have a really good cast. Yeah, I agree. It's a good show. Okay. Yeah. So, Suits. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Along with, you know, all the other things. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, what if? Um, I'm watching The Gilded Age. I talk about it actually with my dad a little bit because he's watching it too. Okay. It's a show on HBO Max. Okay. It's from, like, the creators of Downton Abbey. Which I have also not watched. Oh, you have two shows that you should watch then. Um, there are many. And then season one of Loki still. Rewatching that. Okay. Okay. And then amongst the other things that I'm watching. But yes. Those are my two. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Yeah. All right. That should uh, sum us up. Thanks for hopping on Zoom and recording via Zoom. Yeah. It'll be... Uh, yeah. I hope you actually listen to this episode. I will. (laughs) Okay. All right. Cool. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, sticking around, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.